0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 108 of the C Zus Show. It's your boy, Sir Caesars, and we're back better than ever. I'm so excited to showcase this nice play-in tournament edition episode to you all, and I appreciate you guys being here for the long haul, for the journey, whatever you want to call it as well, too. So before we get into today's hottest topic, I just want to um, you know, let you guys inform you guys, do whatever I have to do. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at The Caesars Show. We're available damn near everywhere. Get hip, stay hip. Get others to spread the love. Cause all we about is just spreading love as well too. Um and before we get into today's hot topic as well too, always gotta rehash on the previous episode. So in episode 107, the major headline was, Well, the Lakers have to play in the playing games. And things kinda came into fruition and they actually have to play in the in the playing games as well too. So we'll be talking about that a little bit more. But among that uh, you know, we also, Trey now also talked about Lamella's return. Um, his joke is the MVP and just much, much more content as well. So, without further ado, I'm extremely excited. I think this episode is going to be pretty fire. Uh, we're going to get into episode 108. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, for my co host, for my day one, Trey Day XX, Avi. What to do, baby? Let's
1: get What's up, everybody? You already know it's your boy, Trey Day All on- Day. Day back by popular man. I look like Rock Lee right now, so don't mind me. But uh <laughs> hope everybody's doing good, man. Uh you already know we had to come give it to you before the playoffs started. It's episode 108 of the Caesars Show. How you feeling, sir Caesars?
0: I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Another episode. I'm mad we were able to see each other in person, um, which yeah. was amazing. Uh so it was cool to, you know. Pick your brain once again. Uh, pause and uh, um, yeah, yeah. It was it was it's it always cool. Um, I like I like that reference you made in regards to that one TV show, which I haven't watched yet because I literally got back at like three a.m. Okay, uh, I, I'm
1: I'm
0: feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, you know the planes awesome. are about to start, and then uh, the playoffs start this weekend. So long ass cool. season, but uh, it, it's been good. So before we get into the topics for today, uh, I want to continue our check-in. So how are you feeling on all Facets of
1: life, man. Um, probably continuation from if somebody, if y'all watched a few episodes back, but just um, just placemaking, um, with all the confusion that's going on with like the world opening and stuff like that, just trying to continue to monitor what I'm consuming and make sure that the goals and the paths that I'm taking are very much in line. Um, with purpose and not being super critical of, you know, set purpose, but in line with purpose. So it's not like doing a whole bunch of work on multiple fronts are doing a whole bunch of work and it's meaningless. Um, so I'm really trying to, even though everything's trying to speed up, honestly, just trying to take the time and, uh, and get it done, take the time and like, you know, organically let things happen and fill out and, uh, you know, come to me and to that energy and that's really it you know um, so that's I guess you could say spiritual in a way mental pretty solid pretty fortified um just trying to continue to be outside the box in a lot of things um physically um I'm gonna my hands a little bit better I was outside hooping uh Mother's Day so I came down and and um, I marked this one up so you can kind of see the scar on this joint but this one got it really really bad so um, that healed up I couldn't really do any push ups couldn't grip the weights too much mm-hmm. but I think I can at least get back into like the push ups um, hopefully it would be nice to maybe do some underhand uh, pull ups too, body weight stuff because um, I got some stuff I got some like little traveling and stuff I want to do so I want to look you know or feel not, not even worried about looking but I want to feel you know, pretty good going out there. So next week, or so, I saw want to be consistent with that kind of stuff. But overall, man, I'm blessed, man, way up. I feel blessed. How about you?
0: Um, honestly, pretty much the same thing. Continuation of last time, if not a little better. Um, from a mental standpoint, it just felt good to be back at home. Like I told you up air, uh, came home on some spontaneous stuff just to surprise mm. my mother for Mother's Day. So Shout she to was surprised. Um, and it was mm-hmm. amazing. I got a chance to be, you know, with my dad, um, baby sister, like I said, my mom, my siblings. I went to D.C. to visit, um, you know, my brother and a couple friends up there. And then obviously, I had to go back to the old stomping grounds in Richmond to, to end it off. So uh, yeah. it, felt, it felt really good. Um, and, it, and it was much needed as well, too. Um, from a physical standpoint, um, pretty much mentally drained right now. And I'm starting to become more and more. Aware of resting um, as well too, because resting is key. A lot of times I just try to, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. But sometimes when you keep pushing, that can cause other setbacks in your life as well too. So I'm trying to be just become more aware of that as well too. But like I said, I've been busy traveling back. Had to work the nine to five today. Um, so even though I'm continuing my work outside of work. This brings me joy. So it really doesn't feel like I'm actually working. So uh, I'm definitely gonna try to catch up on some sleep at some point. I don't know about tonight, but going okay. into the weekend okay. at least, I'm gonna catch up on <laughs> some sleep. And then yeah, I'm just gonna take this time to honestly, yeah, just rest and, and read. And then um, whenever my mind feels ready on some on some J. Cole stuff, I don't know if you if you listen to the etceteras podcast with, with K D and J. Cole, he just talks about like really? He talks about a lot of shit, but one thing that stuck out to me was just being a creative um, and sometimes giving yourself that time to have space. Um, or to just walk away from something and then once you get that spark you come right back so obviously with him it was like a six-week stint or whatnot for me it's just a couple of days to a week or whatnot but i'm gonna actually give myself some time to rest and then when i'm ready to be in that creative uh you know manifestation i'm definitely gonna do that as well too so i feel good and then um obviously it felt good to Celebrate a little mini accomplishment as well, too. Um, uh-huh. whole music video debut and everything as well, too. A blast. So that was mm-hmm. dope as well. Um, and what I kind of realized after after doing that um, is sometimes, obviously, like, I, I tend to, you know, live in the moment. That's all we can ever do. But a lot of times, every now and then on one us. I, like, dwell on the past or I'm, I'm so yeah. anxious about the future and whatnot. So I was just going to say, I, I was just, I was just you know, kind of nervous about how it's going to turn out the reception it was gonna receive all that and whatnot. But I actually felt kind of numb when it actually came out. Like I was like, oh okay, it's cool. So even going (laughs) back to J. Cole podcast with the et cetera, is just like he referenced as well too, like he doesn't really care about the aftermath. He cares about the process. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was excited about the process, the build-up, and the actual, you know, being on set and, and doing everything that I could. So um, I'm looking forward to the future, um, you know, what I'm saying, you know, hopefully, you know, your boy can end up on, you know, a little TV deal and whatnot. We'll see what happens yeah, with that moving <laughs> forward. But uh, just going to keep the mindset right, been reading. Um, I just want to get a little more consistent um, with just working out. So I, I feel actually – I feel great. Like, this is much needed so – so no complaints on this side as well, too. So yeah, without further ado, man, let's get into the the hottest topics of the day, man. So yes, like we said, uh the NBA regular season officially just ended. Um and and and, and it's been pretty exciting so far. Um obviously this has probably been the most well the second most unprecedented season in its entirety Mm -hmm. because obviously last year uh we had the whole cancellation of the postponement of the season and then we had to wait till damn near around my birthday end of july for the regular season the playing games to kind of resume and whatnot as well too um and obviously no fans yeah 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 so this time around i think it was for what it's worth given everything that we went through uh you know from social issues to the pandemic, everything that we kind of went through. I think the season was a success. Um, obviously, like I said, injuries kind of sucked and, you know, CDC guidelines and, you know, people catching COVID and all that stuff kind of sucks. So people had to sacrifice, but overall, I thought that um, as a national basketball association, they handled everything the best that they could as well too. So that was, so that was great. And it seems to me, obviously, We don't know exactly who's going to get those final two spots in the East and West, but it seems to me everyone is relatively healthy going into the playoffs. So that's that's Uh a plus as well, too. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. But one thing I want to just bring up is first topic is is uh, is is Steph Curry um, in general, man. Um, Steph Curry, honestly, like I knew he was going to have a a solid season, um, (laughs) but I didn't think because of all the teams that made the playoffs in the West last year and and uh, I thought other teams are gonna make that leap like a Pelicans or like a Memphis XY and Z. I really when Clay went down and I knew they had to develop their still like continue to develop their their young talent and then kind of integrate um, their James Wiseman into the lineup. I really didn't think that Steph was going to have a season like this as well too. So sure. it was pretty dope yesterday you know, while I was still in Richmond before I left to get to see him. Basically, they were up like 15 against Memphis at home, and then they kind of blew their lead, um, and Steph basically just brought them home. So it was pretty dope to see him clinch the eighth seed as well, too. Um, That was amazing. So for this year, for Steph, for the 2021 season, he led the NBA in scoring, averaging 32 points per game. He's the oldest to win a scoring title since Michael Jordan. Um, he had 38 30-point 30 games, most since MJ. He had 337 threes, led the NBA. He was fourth, it says what, fourth three hundred. This was his fourth 303 season, most ever. Seven three-point games, most ever. 5.33 points a game, most ever. And then he broke Warriors' all-time scoring record to surpass Will Chamberlain, which is ridiculous as well, too. So I know... You know, the beginning of the season, we were saying it's Embiid, it's LeBron, it's James Harden. But obviously, like I said, with this year, with the with the pretty much you know shortened season, you know, you basically had to play every other day. So people or these stars who were MVP considerations were kind of just in and out of the lineup the whole time. Um, but there was a couple of players that kind of held constant. Um, obviously you had the CPs of the world, the Jokic's of the world, Um, I mean, even the Steph Curry of the world. If you want to throw in another player, I definitely, you know, can see that as well too. But LeBron kind of brought up an interesting point. We kind of just kind of focus on who has the best record or who has a top record, you know what I'm saying? Um, And a lot of times we kind of forget, like, when you take this particular player off, what are they? You know what I'm saying? Yeah we saw last year steph curry play how many games five games There was no clay thompson they got the yeah. too pick. they're a lottery team so imagine <laughs> if he didn't play this year imagine if he didn't go off like this like where would they be um, yeah so i think now we have to kind of change our mindset or at least the media or the player or the people in general who vote now have to change their mindset on what we're going to do moving forward with the most valuable player Um, so I think it's going to be Jokic I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion but man if I had a vote right now I ain't gonna lie to you bro (laughs) I (laughs) might I might vote for Steph Curry being MVP Uh, but with 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 me giving him his flowers he already has his flowers I mean change the game of that just change the entire NBA landscape the way it's played in general Uh, what are your thoughts on Steph Curry um, and his season in general in the nutshell
1: uh, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, just uh, what was it? He had a crazy March. Like March was like his month, right? It was March, not April. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but even still, like, you know, he's put together some of the craziest basketball we've seen from an individual in a while. You know, he's first it was like, oh, Warriors moving the ball. They have a super team. Now we see them as like, yo, what in the world has gotten into Steph Curry? Um. And, and he's doing it, I do not say effortlessly, but it's it's like automatic, you know, he's shooting. I think I saw, I'm not sure who they were playing. I would like to say the Suns, but it probably wasn't, um, where at the end of the game, four people were like surrounding him. Oh, that's the Suns, you're right. Yeah, the Suns, right? <laughs> that's four the Suns, yep. Four people were surrounding him, and I was like, yo, what in the world? <laughs> like, and I'm not sure what happened after that, but he was like really, four people surrounding him. you know, that's how much attention you need. They literally said at the end of the game, he can't get a shot off. Forget the other four players on the team or forget the other three because maybe the other guys may be in space or garden, hugged up on one other guy or maybe around the rim. But they were like, yo, he literally cannot get a shot off. That's how valuable he is to his team. So when you start talking about him and, um, and possible MVP scenarios and so on and so forth. You got to give it up, you know. what I'm saying you got to throw the flowers, rose petals, whatever he needs at his feet because he does it for real. Um, oh my gosh, dude is amazing. And I don't know. It's, it's like a, it's you would never put the Warriors here. Like you almost wouldn't put put them here, even with him. Like on paper, loud, like, oh, you know, is he good? But you know, the West is too powerful, like you were saying. But now it's just like you know, like he's literally here like he's like has willed his team and it's not the the strength and bully you game like it's not a russell westbrook game where you're like yo he's clearly making like an imposing like intimidating type joint i mean it's still self-courage so it's still like oh you can't leave this guy. He's gonna put up a thousand freaking points from the three-point line but finesse plays with the iq the shots and, and, and the skill that it takes to get those shots off and make them, and make them look, just, you know, bottoms of the net every time, it's, it's another level. It's another level, man, and no else is doing it. I don't care, like, oh, the league's transitioning into this. Yeah, but if the league's transitioning into that, then he created it, which, as we know, he pretty much did. He manufactured it. Um, so all, all the flowers do the sub Curry, and the Warriors, um punching that A.C. to get into, you know, possible playing scenarios that we're about to get into.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Um the end of the season 39 and 33. Just imagine if they're in the in the in the Eastern Conference. And instead of going through a gauntlet every single night, you can basically stack your W's up. So they would honestly probably if they were in the if if they are if they won thirty nine games in the West, they would probably be a top three seed in the East right now. So that's Steph Curry's impact right there. So um Voters moving forward, y'all, 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 y'all got definitely take a step back, and and we have to define what is most value, what is most valuable moving forward. Because we even had a one off with Russell, Russell Westbrook. Obviously, he did something that was unprecedented. You know, first play to average, uh, you know, a triple double since Oscar Robertson for the season, which was mm-hmm. crazy. And they got a five seed up, no six seed up, yeah, six seed. Um, so. Who knows? Maybe voters might change their mind. Maybe there might be some hidden Steph supporters or something like that as well, too. We'll, 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 we'll figure it out. But I think right now, because of the consistency, um, you probably got to go with Jokic. But like I said, I wouldn't even be mad if Steph randomly, you know, won it or got at least like 48 percent of the votes as well, too. So um, I'm excited to see, you know, what the future holds for him and that team. And I just be thinking like, damn, like what if Clay Thompson was never, never got injured this year. Obviously Steph wouldn't be going bananas like this, but yeah. to win 39 games just with Steph know. there and missing his 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 day one and then Wiseman's not even playing two, it's yeah. gonna be scary next year for the Warriors. <laughs> and and they got they're gonna still have a good draft pick, I think, regardless. So they can shake up some things as well too. And Kelly oubre has been out. Um it's gonna be interesting moving forward for real for real. Now but- I gave him his flowers. Um, now I want to turn over on the east side of things and and give this other player his flowers, his flowers Russell Westbrook. Um, Russell <laughs> Westbrook, man, it's it's kind of crazy, bro. Because like it's been a emotional roller coaster with the Wizards in general. Obviously, you have some ties, um, some them from the past and whatnot as well yeah, too. But love. we literally was like, "Yo, what's going on? Is Bradley Beal gonna get traded? Is Russell Westbrook?" his trade or his his movement from from the rockets to 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 the wizards like is this the end of him like is he going to just go there and just fold and die like what's going on obviously there are some COVID related issues he was coming off of an injury um and they just been battling the injury bug kind of off season as well too and, you know, we just all feel frustrated um, and, and, and and just like Westbrook just wasn't the Westbrook that we were kind of accustomed to. So I think we kind of spoke about this last episode, but we were like, yo, did Westbrook start to hoop when KD kind of did the top five or or not? But it was actually when Stephen A. Smith called him out. So I don't know if it just happened to be a utter coincidence, but. To finish off the season, um, they finished off, I believe, with a record of 17-5, and I believe, which is ridiculous. And I remember at one point, I think they were like either the worst, borderline the worst team in the East or like the 13th seed. So for them to be down as much as they were last last night and then Mm -hmm. to be able to be pretty much playing through the hamstring injury um, and to clinch that eighth seed in, in fashion, that just speaks a lot of volumes to Westcott crazy. Um, as well, too. So this will be his fourth season averaging a triple-double, which is crazy in my mind. Like, a lot of people used to be like, oh, like, Steven Adams would basically, like, go away from the ball. He'll get the rebound, yada, yada, yada. No, he's actually, like, averaging He actually a do this shit. He actually do this shit, which he's is crazy. Very like, he's very good at basketball. He's very good at um, basketball. And... and He's one of the most disrespected superstars, but at the end of the day, man, um, win, lose, or draw with Wes Westbrook, you know what you're going to get out of him as well, too. So it's great to see that he has a chance to, um, you know, prove all the naysayers wrong and, and and find his way to, you know, solidify, you know, positioning. Obviously, you got to do the plans and whatnot, but he's going to at least have two chances uh, to secure a seven to AC as well, too, too. Um, so i'm'm I'm, I'm happy for him I'm happy for the wizards but you know what are your thoughts on Russell Westbrook this season um in, in a nutshell as well too?
1: um I'm making his case to be a goat guard all time you know what I'm saying one of, one of uh, you know goats I'm not gonna make a super crazy thing but yo, he's the greatest guard of all time, but like <laughs> from a scoring guard standpoint like Numbers lie. I mean, numbers don't lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> numbers don't lie. You can feel how you feel, whatever, like that. But averaging a triple-double is not easy. A lot of guys can't place the up their shoes right now. Go score five points in a pickup game. That's alone. You're playing with the best basketball players on the freaking planet. And you're scoring points. Um, You're grabbing rebounds, which is physical. And uh, I think athleticism and IQ. Um, and you've coupled that with assists that takes IQ knowing the game and, you know, so on and so forth. On top of that, your team's winning, and you've gotten your team into the playoffs that, you know, because a young team probably outside of uh, Beal and and, and Russell Westbrook, and, you know, Russell Westbrook is early 30s or so on and so forth, Um, getting towards mid-30s. Beal is late 20s, I think um but still like it's not a super old team uh it's just a team that hasn't been able to put it together and now they're riding his coattails all the way into the fire um if I had to make an assessment man and maybe maybe because Russell bangs with Scott Brooks um they'll you know keep that going whatever like that but I think Um, what could help the Wizards too is probably just a a different look at a head coach as well and this is not a head coach Scott Brooks conversation um, but just kind of doing some research and so on and so forth and all of them respect Scott Brooks all of them respect but when I think about what can they do new other than just get rid of the whole process I don't know um, to kind of spark it and keep it going in the right direction so we can see those um, Wizards teams that were playing, you know, playing LeBron in the finals, uh, Eastern Conference finals and Eastern Conference getting stopped by LeBron so a few years ago. And even, you know, the a, good was a team that could possibly make it to a uh, to a NBA finals. I think you might you need to check it up a little bit. You have what's what for the next few years, possibly. You have Brad Bill that has said he's, you know, committed to staying and so on and so forth, even though he's shown a lot of frustration. Um, you get through some other promising stuff. So who knows? When it comes to that, but back to your first topic of him and uh, Russell Westbrook is a disgustingly amazing basketball player who you know you don't understand basketball or even know the slightest thing about it if you don't think anything he's doing is short of amazing. That's all, yeah, for sure. So it's gonna be interesting. We'll get back
0: to the playing games as well, too. But before that, um, definitely want to bring awareness to the Hall of Fame inductees. Obviously, there's multiple people that were inducted uh but the three most prominent players uh was one of my goats Tim Duncan Spurs fan for life KG the OG um Mm -hmm. Kobe B Bryant so um you know I don't even want to ramble about this but when you hear these three players name man you know what what comes to mind what comes to mind for you
1: um I guess Tim just fundamental you're not doing too much but uh Also, just doing everything that the game encompasses, you know, rebound, passing, IQ, and stuff like that. Um, KD, uh, shoot, K G. you think of intensity, you know what I'm saying? Intensity, uh, nothing is left off the court. Nothing is out of bounds. You know, that sounds oxymoronic, but nothing on the court is, you know, too much. You know, you just get it done. You say whatever, you do whatever you claw down and if nobody can't, you know, come up and meet that intensity, you know, if you're a shark and you smell blood then you're going to swarm you. So he's always trying to draw blood from his opponent. Um, and then, you know, KBB, Oh, what more can you say about him other than, you know, just the manifestation of, of, uh, commitment to the craft and basketball and, um, yeah, I'm. Mean, I, I I can't really say much more about about Kobe Bryant. Just you know, somebody we we look up to for, for so many many reasons. So, um, consistency, hard work, and um, just trying within that. You know, creating yourself and creating your game and imposing your will and not being afraid. I always wanting to be with the big dogs. Always wanting to learn. Um, that's why we got his book. That's why we got his pictures and stuff like that. So, um, those those three guys are. are Speak volumes, and also honorable mention. I think uh, Ben Wallace got into the um, Hall of Fame. This this draw too. Um, so shout out him. Went to Virginia Union. Uh, yeah. So one of the, and that's a D two school. So one, I think he might be the first division. Is it D two it D2
0: or D three? Is D two?
1: It's D two. Uh, it's D two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like they won, not one of the first, but um, definitely, if not the first, one of the few division two people that came and are now in the basketball um hall of fame for his playing career like incredible incredible story and he, he's held down big men down the street from us in richmond um big time man what, what more can you say about the hometown kid yeah for sure
0: for sure. and, and what what's always 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 gonna stand out about me is even when kobe kobe first passed away is when you say he's a god of discipline like
1: Mm-hmm. You need
0: discipline to get from point A to point B to reach every single milestone that you want to as well too. So it starts with that um, and if you can master discipline and put that time, energy and effort in every single day um, and one of the reasons why I love it so much is even the number 24, 24 hours in a day, we all have that equal amount of time. The fact that I can utilize my time to get somewhere I need to be and you're wasting your time like what are you doing? So that's always gonna uh, resonate with me being a god of discipline but like you said, Kind of hit on all centers with all those players as well, too. Everyone had um, something that that's stand, standing out about them as well, too. So, uh, you know, had a great career. It's probably going to go down as one of the best, uh, you know, Hall of Fame classes as well, too. And I'm looking forward yeah. to, you know, the future um, and what it holds for, you know, the Hall of Fame in general as well, too. But flowers to everyone who, you know, got selected. So it can only go up from here for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so the Nets secured the second seed. But most importantly, James Harden was able to return for at least two games. Um, and then also, you know, major props to Kyrie Irving for being one of the very few players, I think one of nine players in NBA history to hit the 50-40-90 club as well too. Um, so the most important thing that I took away from this is they're finally healthy. You know what I'm saying? Finally, they're finally healthy. So I think they played eight games now instead of seven games they played eight games with their uh-huh. big three um intact as well too so um i'm looking forward to you know their future and what it holds as well too but with them being healthy going into the playoffs obviously we don't know exactly who they're going to play yet how 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 scary can this team be um and 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 not only that who do you think is the most important player for the net success moving forward for a deep playoff run
1: Uh, Kevin Durant because he's unstoppable Uh, other guys are pretty damn good Um, Kevin Durant's unstoppable so I'd have to give it to him Uh, even with the work that James has done like he's been ridiculous uh, when he's playing um, probably being the catalyst for that team but um, you can't and, and it's hard to guard James so this is this is a take you know what I'm saying so it's hard to guard James. He's almost damn near impossible with all his moves. But it's definitely impossible to guard a seven-foot, one- or 7 <laughs> foot tall guard that has handles and can shoot the ball and runs the floor. Um, so so any any night out with him is going to be hard. Maybe you can try to figure out different looks for James and You know, we've seen that in the playoffs. But uh, a healthy KD in the playoffs is, is tough to beat unless you have another seven-footer. Like, I don't know, somebody like the Lakers or Billy. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, score shadow one, maybe. Um, but, yeah, so, so KD's the key to their success, for sure. Mm.
0: See, I, I argue against that, right? Because I already know Kyrie's a lethal, a lethal scorer. Probably one of the most clutch plays I've seen with my two eyes, even though I'm blind and wear contacts.
1: You're um, going to say James moves the ball for them?
0: James Harden, because it's not only about what you bring from a defensive standpoint in the playoffs as well too. obviously health is taken into consideration, obviously for the most part, if you have the most talent that kind of gets you over the hurdle, but the depth, the bench is what matters. And I noticed with James Harden on the floor versus James Harden off the floor, the bench weren't getting the same looks the bench wasn't playing as, as with much, as was much confidence as they were with him yeah. on the floor as well too. So, I think he is the key piece and the most important, impo- most important player because he's going to get everyone those easy looks as well too, and you can stagger in minutes where when Katie and Kyrie come out, he, you know, I've been doing this shit in Houston for like seven, to eight years. All right, bet, give me whoever, and we gonna I'm going to basically be like LeBron and make everyone around me better. So I think I think James Harden is going to be the key to this success, but you can't really go wrong with with Kevin Durant as well too. So um, right. I think I think. If Kevin Durant isn't isn't in the lineup, then they don't have a chance at all. But I think James Harden will get them to the land of where they need to be as well, too. So uh, we're going to see how that works out moving forward because this is kind of unprecedented as well, too. Like, we've never seen star players max players only played these amount of games together as well too so I think they're gonna I think we're gonna see something like the Boston Celtics I don't know if you remember from when they first won a championship with Ray Allen Paul Pierce and KG they won seven games first round uh, I think against the Hawks second round I forgot who was against in the conference finals they won six games and beat Detroit Uh, so I think it's gonna be something like that where they get tested 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 And then once they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, they kind of going to have everything.
1: I'll
0: figure things out from there as well, too. So I'm excited to watch them as well, too, because one of their Achilles heels is that defense. But um, I think this is going to be the year where we kind of debunk that defense wins championships, and they're just going to just be one of the most efficient and prolific um, offensive juggernauts of all time as well, too. Another thing I want to talk about um, before we get into the uh, the play-ins, are my are, are my second team, my, my 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 step team, my stepson team, whatever you want to call it, are the Clippers frauds and are the Clippers afraid. And when I say this is because they rested their players the last two games against arguably the worst teams in the NBA, the OKC Thunder. They rested Kawhi, PG, Marcus Morris, all them. And they also rested last night against the Rockets. So a lot of people were saying, like, yo, they kind of came together and are like, yo, we have the tiebreaker over Denver. If we win this game, we get the third seed. So, basically, the third seed obviously plays the sixth seed. But if you get to the second round, the third, play, the, third the third seed plays the winner of the two seventh seed. And who's at the seventh seed right now? The Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers. Who's on the Los Angeles Lakers? LeBron and AD. LeBron, LeBron and AD. <laughs> what did they win last year? Championship. Championship. Who are the defending, defending champions? the lakers um so i know antoine walker i heard antoine walker a little earlier today and on first thing first he said when he was back with the miami uh that 06 that 05 06 season you know they got together with pat riley d wade and whatnot and they're like yo we're gonna try to basically make it easier for us in the path to get to the finals um or to get to the Eastern Conference and kind of avoid playing Detroit until we have to actually see them at um towards the end of it as well. Too. I know I think he said they try to actually avoid the Bulls. Um and, mm. then, and they ended up playing the Bulls. The Bulls actually kind of took them like six games and whatnot as well, too. So what how do you feel about this? Do you think they do you think they dodge in the smoke or do you think they're kind of like they're kind of like, yo, um I think we have a a, a good shot of beating the Dallas Mavericks. I think we have a good shot of beating Utah Jazz and then if we get to the conference finals we'll figure it out from there do you think they're scared or do you think they're just being strategic and just like yo it is what it is and and maybe they're kind of cynical in a sense right maybe they say let's earn our way to the conference finals so we can play the Lakers and give the fans what they wanted as well too what are your thoughts on the Clippers sabotaging and getting the fourth seed instead of solidifying the third seed going up against the worst team in the NBA in in the Houston Rockets
1: I think um I think it's it's, it's, it's two – it can go two ways, you know. Um, would you like to see competitiveness right off the bat? Yes, yeah, like, yo, let's, you know, let's get it done, whatever, like that. But
0: trying to win a championship,
1: that's the goal. And you have games where you can burn. We can say, hey, let's not do this so we can try to make a more favorable matchup for us. So I always air towards the side of strategy, you know what I'm saying? Why work harder when you can work smarter? Why, you know, why we you know? We see there between possibly getting out in the first round or we can get to the conference final and we can figure stuff out there or semifinals, however that works. Um, So, yeah, I always ask towards word strategy, doing stuff smarter, not harder. Uh, So um, we'll see if they're really ducking the smoke when they have to play them, if if anything. Or it could even be a worse scenario. This team doesn't even see them and they uh, slip up against the first team they play that they were trying to avoid to get to the Lakers, so the team thought that was disrespectful, and came out and gave them their best, and they get punched in the mouth. Which we saw them get taken down by a team that probably we, we people argue, you know, shouldn't have beat them last year. Um, so they stopped to prove stuff. I mean, yeah, should not, yeah, they got their eyes on the eight Lakers, but you look one way or take your your hands away from your face. That's how you get punched. And not a lot of people have plans after they get punched. Everybody has a plan until they get punched. It's in the face. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens yeah
0: for sure for sure and i'm excited about that if, if you're free this week we should definitely um have another episode where we kind of break down the 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 seating not the seating game the actual playoff predictions as well too before the playoffs turn and whatnot because oh, well. i got a lot i got a lot to talk about about the the dallas versus clippers series this year i'm i'm a little nervous but we're gonna save that's that right. for, for the next episode
1: as well too right, um
0: Moving on from that, uh, last topics of the day is the playing game. So, for those of you guys who are not familiar with playing games, because of COVID um, and because of the shortened season, basically they're like, all right, there's going to be a lot of things taken into consideration. Plus, we have to make our money back from losing all of this money from revenue. Uh, so, what we're going to do is we're going to have additional games to kind of get that money back and have a playing tournament as well too. So, basically. The 1 through 6 seed from the East and West are solidified. They're good to go. So that's great. Now, 7 through 10 are going to be in the play-in tournament, which is going to start tomorrow, Tuesday, when the episode is going to drop. So basically, the 7th seed is going to play the 8th seed from the East and West, and the nine seed is going to play the 10th seed from the respective conferences as well, too. Now, what's cool about this is if you're in the 7th or 8th seed, you have an opportunity to lose at least one time to still be in the playoff hunt as well, too. So the 7th seed is going to play the 8th seed. The winner of that that game, that one-off game, gets the 7th seed. So the loser, let's say, for instance, the Lakers are going up against the the Warriors and the Lakers win to get the 7th seed. The Warriors will wait for the nine to ten seed, which would be, what, Memphis versus the Spurs to play. So mm-hmm. the winner of the 9th, 10th seed will play the loser of that seven eight seed in a one-off game for that final spot as well, too. So it's pretty dope as well. Um, I was kind of against it. Um, I think it's just going to be one of those things where it's just going to be an ongoing debate as well, too, because I'm one of those guys that's just like, yo, if I put, along with my teammates, all this time, energy, and effort in and I have a clear discrepancy in my record from the 8th seed to the ninth, 10th seed. What the hell am I doing all this extra shit for when I should have my, my spot solidified? Then you can also argue against that. Well, if I'm the better team, then in, in theory, I should win that game as well, too. But what's dope about this is like last week, I think, or the week before, or this has been an ongoing thing. What's tougher to win a championship in the NFL, win a championship in, in, in the NBA? we're kind of going to get a taste of that as well, too. Um, mm-hmm. So we could see some wild, nut-ass shit go on in the next <laughs> upcoming days as well, too. So who knows what's going to happen. There could actually be an alternative universe where the Lakers actually don't win and don't go to playoffs, which is highly unlikely. Um, or like Boston or whoever don't make it, which is going to be crazy. The refs so, wouldn't even let that shit um, happen. Yeah, the refs, nah, the refs ain't going to let that happen. But we, lost, we lost enough money too much for the Lakers and and the Warriors to not be one of the final teams that make it as well. So we 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 gotta have you We had we gotta have the viewership go up. You know what I'm saying. So I understand yeah. that. But before we even go into our predictions, um, are you a fan of the playing games moving forward?
1: I think. Um, excuse me. I think the only reason I wouldn't be a fan, uh, and you know me, uh, <laughs> I'll be quick to think of a theory about something. But. Um, only way that I wouldn't be a fan is if it led to, and the only way it would go down in flames if somebody got hurt in one of the play scenarios, that was clearly going to kind of, you know, be in, in, like we were talking about, create profit for the league in the playoffs. Uh, so, you know, you talk about AD or LeBron being injury-prone, which they they never really made this play-in scenario for them. It just so happened that COVID and injury put them there. Um, so... If, you know, you have a perennial team uh, that, again, is going to do numbers, is going to do viewership, um, and you get them in the playing game, which is good when you have them in the playing game, see something happens to somebody or say that they don't make it out the playing game, which you could argue, you know, the NBA has control over or whatever, um, then that's going to – you're going to look like a jackass because you're like, yo, we had these playing games trying to get our ratings back where we're going to end up losing ratings because 80 – tweaked his, his pinky finger and LeBron, is you know, hurt his elbow, you know, some, something like that. Uh, and then you're going forward in the playoffs and you're losing money because you have a major network city team. Uh, one of your perennial powers is not even going to get in. Um, and then finally, I was thinking when you said, hey, you know, maybe there's a super large, um, super large discrepancy within the records. Um, and maybe they can create uh, uh, things, you know, rules that would trigger the play tournament. So it's like, oh, we're going to have a play tournament or there there's, must be a play tournament if by, you know, the last part of the season where the team has shown consistency, they have to have a better record than such and such for the last few or, you know, we're talking about 17-5 for the Wizards. They have to show something like that or uh, the record has to be synonymous with these numbers, kind of like a sliding scale in a way, like you have to fall into that tax bracket to even play with the big boys in a way, Um, whether it be post-R-Star break from a whole perspective um, or maybe another factor, you know, a a random factor. I don't know. I've been built built a stereo. I'm thinking on the fly. Um, But if not, then we're going to go with the regular traditional playoffs. Cool. But if you can... Fight and, you know, capture the wild card, NBA wild card, NBA playing. And it could be a big weekend. It could be really big for marketing and so on and so forth like that. Then you would have a reason to push it. You have a reason for teams that um, not to tank uh, and keep fighting. Um, And then maybe you reward those teams instead of like, oh, lottery, whatever like that, which you want to, you know, recycle and uh, get better. Maybe you start rewarding uh, the teams that were possibly got an opportunity to play in the playing game or were uh, featured in them? some kind of incentive with the draft, uh, you throw them in there and one of those picks or so on and so forth because it only makes the league that much more competitive going forward um, and you don't reward people for tanking. Um, You have to balance the talent out regardless, but um, who knows that that could take it to the next level. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, so.
0: Yeah, we're gonna see, man. Um at first I was just thinking like obviously we're excited about this because I, I can only you know you know talk about this for my personal experience, but this has been the first time towards the end of the season um where <laughs> I've watched the team, for example, like the Wizards still playing right now, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um when we should already have the top ACs locked up so it's been, it's been pretty dope to, you know, kind of see, um, that. And obviously it's also encouraging, you know, other teams for not tanking and whatnot as well too. So, um, if it happens, we really can't do shit about it, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I, agree with your, with your, with your valid points, by the way. So we'll definitely see with that. So, um, obviously the, the main, the main event, if you're talking about WWE and whatnot, so, uh, the playing tournament, man, um, I guess we can start off low and go high, uh, Oh, yeah, bro. let's start off low and go high. Let's start off low and go high. So, we're going to go with the 9-10s the uh, first and foremost as well, too. So, um, the game starts on Tuesday, um, and that will be May the 18th as well, too. So, I believe the first game is going to be – let me check right here. and Shout-out to Warren for making this whole chart for you. <laughs> um. Let me see right here. So the Hornets, yes. So the first game is going to be tomorrow, Tuesday, May 18th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. The Pacers, they're going to be playing the Hornets. Hornets are the eighth seed, and the Pacers are the – no, the Hornets are the, the – the, the the Pacers are the ninth seed. The Hornets are the tenth seed as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be very interesting as well, too. Uh, these teams kind of marry each other as well. Um, some notable things to kind of look out for. The Charlotte Hornets actually have the series lead two games to one. Shout out to Warren. Um, and then on April 2nd, when they had a matchup, Lamella ball was actually out. So, you know, you can't really count that game even though the even though Charlotte Hornets won as well too. January 27th and 29th matchup, Lamella wasn't even start as well too. Um, so it's going to be interesting uh, because you have an Indiana team who's kind of been plagued with injuries. Um, you know, with Bubble TJ, um, Malcolm Brogdon kind of being in and out the lineup as well too. Lavert, obviously, he had a whole situation. And is trying to get integrated into the system. And Sabone has kind of been up and down as well too. New coaching change. A lot of things have been transpiring. And then you have the Charlotte Hornets who have been re- relatively relevant. Um, when, Lazo, when Lamelo Ball has been on the floor as well too. Um, a young, promising team. I don't know if Gordon Hayward is going to be able to play. So I think that's going to be something to kind of look out for as well, too. But um, there's some key players from both sides of the field, you know, uh, aside from LaMelo Ball, you know, you got PJ Washington, who's had a great season, uh, Devontae Graham, Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges, uh, and Malik yeah, as well, too. Like I said, with Gordon Hayward, um, he's kind of had this reoccurring lower leg or foot injury as well, too. So he's not expected to be available for the playing tournament. And then you have some key pieces on the other side of the field, you know, Aaron and Justin Holiday, TJ McConnell, Doug McDermott. I don't know if Jeremy Lamb will be available. They say he has some knee problems right now too. Miles Turner as well, who is their starting center, um, has no type of table for a return a return with the with the right toe injury. So in your opinion, well, obviously, wanna go home, NFL playoff type of type of scenario. Who you got winning and, and why?
1: The team at full health, I would think it would be the Pacers. Uh the way they um just just looking at them on paper, uh, you know, having to put all together, maybe a little bit more consistency simply because of the non-seed. Um, but the excitement in me goes with a, a team that runs the floor and, and, you know, looks exciting, who hasn't been in the playoffs in the last few years um, being in the, the Hornets, you know, that's where my heart is. I think on paper with people healthy and playing it would be Indiana, but I think what will happen is the Hornets go, you are going to get that first game. Wouldn't be surprised if Indiana got it though. Um, but if I go with the
0: heart, I'll give it to the Hornets. <laughs> what about you? Heart. Yeah, heart, going with the Hornets. Um, I think it's just going to be exciting from, you know, a basketball and fan standpoint just to see LaMelo in the biggest game of his career Um, and yeah. see how he kind of plays under pressure as well, too. So um, fully healthy, you're right. I'm going with the Pacers, you know. Yeah. Like i have go with yeah. Indiana. Like, they have a pretty – being in a small market and working with what you have and not having that quote-unquote superstar, they have a pretty well-rounded team as well, too. If Gordon Hayward was an absolute go, then by a landslide, I have the Hornets as well, too. But I like the Hornets' energy. Obviously, they're going to be playing on a roll, but I think they're going to find a way to you know, get themselves uh, you know, to win this game as well, too. So I got the Hornets probably winning by, like, I think it's going to go back and forth. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I probably won't tune into the fourth quarter, but nah, I actually love I love Lamelo <laughs> Ball. I, I, I actually love Lamelo Ball. I love Lamelo. Where they playing at? So where uh, they playing? They playing in they playing in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, that could, uh, so that could be a factor. You know, I know awesome. for the Warriors, uh, at their home game yesterday, they had a uh vaccine section where everyone was kind of just packed all together and whatnot as well too. So wow. you know, Indiana geographically geographically speaking, where they're located at. So Fans might be might be up for the uh, might be up for this game as well too. So, um, I think it's gonna be a dog fight, but I I, I definitely have the uh the Hornets. You know, probably winning by like by three by like three points or something like that as well too. Cool. Maybe Lamella Ball sets up Malik Monk, or um, he sets up uh, uh what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Terry Rozier for a corner three, and then the game is over like that. So <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking forward to that game. Um, now the other nine versus ten seed. We got my San Antonio Spurs going up against the Memphis Grizzlies. Some key players to watch out for is Ja Morant. Obviously, he's had a pretty damn good season, averaging um, 19 points, seven assists, three rebounds. Um, He's been playing pretty damn consistent, uh, you know, for the whole year as well, too. And he's one of those guys who is very hungry. And he kind of declared that he's a top five point guard which is crazy, but you got to be a little crazy mm-hmm. to, you know, be successful in life as well, too, so I respect that. Jones Valley yeah. Junior is averaging 17 and 13, which I didn't even realize, because I don't really watch Memphis like that as well, too. Mm-hmm. Every, now and then, every now and then, if it's a marquee game, I'll check it like yesterday against the Warriors, or um, you know, I'll check the box score and whatnot, but we got to give him his flowers. so he's been, pretty, he's been playing pretty damn consistent. And then Dylan Brooks, you know, who's to say yesterday when they played against the Warriors, if you don't get fouled out, you know, the Warriors lose that game. And Memphis clinches the A seed as well, too. So mm-hmm. he's averaging 17 this year as well, too. So it seems like they kind of got their big three intact. Um, some other people to look out for is Jaron Jackson, who came back, Brandon Clark, and, and my old Spur Kyle Anderson, as well, too. So Memphis has been pretty damn good this year. Um, and then we got my San Antonio Spurs. I mean, can you really bet against Coach Pop? I mean, I think last year was the first year – they didn't make Forever. the playoffs after a long ass stint, but um, you know Demar Derozan's had a stellar season as always, king in the mid range, and Dejounte Murray's kind of showed us what he can become as well too. Um, and you know Rudy Gay's a vet, Patty Mills a vet, been in season for a while. Lonnie Walker slowly getting up there as well too, so it's gonna it's gonna be fun to watch as well too. Um, who do you have winning? And I believe it's gonna be a home game for the Memphis Grizzlies.
1: Okay. Um... Off of, okay. If I had to have a hot take right now um, and say <laughs> we'll that uh, the Spurs are going to upset the young team in this game that Greg Popovich has some time to plan for and prepare for, like a kind of like glorified, he's in the NCAA tournament for one time uh, game, I think I would give it to the Spurs. Um, but who I would love to see, you know, uh, so that's my hot take. I'll, I'll go with the upset. I'll get it to the Spurs, but um, who wouldn't love to see John Morant and an emerging grizzly team that, you know, we want to see in the playoffs for a while now, uh, get that, get that pot, the possibility to play um, in the, um, in the tournament, which I think if anything, man, uh, this is not going to change. I don't think, you know, maybe eight, goes to seven or seven stays seven and eight stays eight. But on the West, I don't foresee um the Warriors or the Lakers lead, like getting knocked out the playoffs.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you as well too. Um I'm uh, sometimes I can be a bit biased, right? If it comes to like Kawhi obviously and whatnot. But just being realistic, like the Spurs have been so up they started off great. I think at one point we were the four five seed, four through six seed. Um but then we just been hella inconsistent this entire year as well, too. So as great as Coach Pop is, I, I just think that we don't have the sufficient talent to compete in the playoffs. Um, obviously, we're not going to tank or anything like that. We're going to give it our all. And we, we've we competed with the best of the best this year. Most games have been close. It's just been coming down to, can we get stops at the end of the game? And can we make shots at the end of the game? Um, and we haven't necessarily been the best at executing down the stretch as well, too. I think John Morant is hungry. Um, this team, you know, got knocked out last year by the Portland Trailblazers um, mm. in the crunch time as well, too. So I, I would think that, you know, they're hungry. People have been slighting them. People have been slighting John Morant, even though he's only a sophomore. Um, so right. I think that uh, Memphis, like I said, they're – they would have won yesterday they would have been the AC yesterday. So I think Memphis is going to win. Um, it's going to be a close game as well, too. But I think Memphis is going to be in control of the entire game. Um, and, and we're going to see those top players that I mentioned step up as well, too. Now, moving on from there, um, this is probably one of the games I'm most excited about. Um, it's not quite the main event, but it's my boy Russ God going up against the the up and down uh, Boston Celtics. So. The Celtics have the 7th seed, and like we said earlier, given Russell Westbrook and the Wizards their flowers, they managed to go from the 13th seed all the way up to the eighteenth seed and to finish the, the year at a 17-5 record as well, too. So they're going to be playing tomorrow um, for the main event at 9 p.m. Eastern time on TNT as well. So to give you a little spill, uh, Boston won. They played three times. Boston won the first game by one point. Um, then Washington kind of blitzed them, and... Um, and they won by, uh, they won one hundred four ninety one, And then Boston won the second game, 116-107 as well, too. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Boston's going into the game averaging 112 points per game. Wizards are, <laughs> to me, kind of like the Eastern Conference uh, Portland Trailblazers where they play uh, the lights out offense, but their defense is trash. Uh, uh-huh. And they're averaging 116.6 games as well, too. Um, so the things to kind of look out for, I don't really try to, you know, buy too much into the regular season, but they can be a kind of a good indication of what's to come. Um, but some things to kind of look out for with that February twenty eight matchup when Boston won, Jalen Brown didn't play. Um, mm. And this was before the trades happened with Evan Fournier and, and some other players as well, too. And then January 8th, Kim Walker didn't play. Uh, I think he's still nursing that knee injury as well, too. So Kim Walker looks like he's in form. Jason Tatum is playing at an all-time high level right now as well, too. But the main thing is that Jalen Brown um, had season-ending wrist surgery, I believe. So that's going to be huge for them because if they were all – if that trio was all fully healthy, I think i will be leaning towards them. But then you can also argue, too, that Bradley Beal is playing on a hamstring injury as well, too. But even though the Celtics have that home game, I think the Wizards are one of the hottest teams right now to be reckoned with as well, too. Um, they're competing with every single team. I think every game I've seen them play in, in this 17-5 and five pace, I think they've only lost about one or two possessions. Um, so I think you got a Wizards team that's motivated motivated, even more before, and then Celtics team is kind of still up and down and whatnot. Um, I think that's going to be another game that comes down to the wire where it's going to be decided by a game-winner. Um, a last second, you know, shot to go up uh, for like the last possession, or uh, just be won by free throws or defensive sequence. So, I got, I got the Wizards winning because Russell Westbrook is out to prove people wrong, um, and and I think the Wizards are on a roll right now. And I think the biggest thing is because of not having Jalen Brown play, I, I I just don't see them winning this game even with, even if they're at home as well too. And and Tatum, although Tatum is one of the best young talents, I mean he's only 22 years old there's been some games this year where he go for like 30 plus and in one game he's like 5 or 17 so what Tatum are we going to kind of get and what Campbell Walker are we going to kind of get as well too I think even I think with Bradley Beal we kind of know what we're going to expect out of him even though he's a little hampered and Russell Westbrook is probably going to get a triple double and get his teammates involved so I know what they're going to bring from an offensive standpoint I'm just not kind of you know I'm a little iffy about their defense but who you got winning that game and why uh
1: in 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 a fairy tale scenario, um, Wizards beat them. Uh, coming down the stretch, uh, Russ is going off. Britt, uh, Bill's uh looks all right on his hamstring. Um, Boston turns around and loses to the Hornets in that next game, and they blow the whole team up. And uh, we get a new look at Boston Celtics. Not like necessarily personnel wise, but maybe from a coaching standpoint, and so on and so forth next year. <laughs> <laughs> and and then maybe we you know uh, I don't know I love Brad Stevens I really love Brad Stevens but um, clearly this team needs something different who knows Jalen um, yeah, not Jalen but um Jalen Brown with little Jalen Brown being out hurts a lot um, I, I I do trust in uh, uh the Celtics um what's his name uh, Saint Louis Saint Louis with Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> I do trust. I do trust in Jason. I, like yeah, I had to do like Asmino you know, at that. St. Luke. St. Luke. Uh the Smino joint shout out to zero fatigue. But um so yeah, I have to respect his play. Um and his godly numbers that he's putting up, but you also have to respect Russ. Um and at least uh Brad Bill is gonna be playing and you know, Russ has Brad Bill. Jason Jace, Jace kinda needs not needs, but you would like to see him with Jalen. I would give it to the Wizards just because of the hot hand right now. But this is one of those toss-ups. It's really one of those toss-ups. But as my earlier scenario, State uh, Wizards and then freaking the Hornets sneaking in somehow some way. And Boston kind of gets things shaken up. So we see a better Boston team next year.
0: Yeah, uh, Boston definitely need to shake some shit up. I think Kendrick Perkins came on last week on the air and said, uh, it may be time to look and 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 shop around Kemba and Marcus Smart as well too. Um, obviously, we've always been saying Marcus Smart is the heart and soul, but I think you not only need to change up the roster. Maybe time for Brad Stevenson, Rockby. Maybe time. I'm,
1: I'm um, sure we see it if this goes terribly wrong. I think we see it even if they don't like if they don't reach you know past the first round or something like that. We probably see something totally different. Yeah. Which if they get stuck at the number seven seed who knows if they're going to make it past the first round, <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: and just from, like, a hypothetical fan standpoint, I would like to see the Wizards win this game, too, because they would not only have started off from, like, the 13th seed, they solidified getting the 8th seed, they beat the 7th seed to get the 7th seed. And now they they're playing the whole the narrative. Katie versus Russ again. Um, And in the regular Russ. season, Wizards kind of owned – um, the Nets as well, too. We know that the Achilles here for the Nets is they don't play no goddamn defense. So in theory,
1: every oh, game should be it?
0: relatively close um, and it could go, you know, at least six games. So we're going to see what's good with that. So that that's why I want the Wizards to win. And obviously I'm team Russ as well, too. So uh, we're going to see what's good with that. And then the last game, but not least, uh, we got the rivals. The rivals both from Akron, the mm-hmm. kids from Akron. We got the Warriors versus the Lakers. Which is gonna be the main event. It's gonna be Wednesday Wednesday night, May 19th at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Everybody and their mama and their grandmama are gonna watch that game. Even if you're a kid and you're a baby, you shouldn't. You're gonna watch that game. Um, so you're going on you're going against a, a team in the Lakers who has a player in LeBron James who obviously is still recognized as a universal best player in the league, but he's been battling ankle injury he's missed a lot of time this year. AD's missed a lot of time this year as well, too, but they've been able to string along a good amount of games, and and they had a five-game win streak, you know, with AD in the lineup and and LeBron coming back for the final two games as well, too. Dennis Schroeder, who's going to be a huge what-if as well, too. He... Got out of COVID protocols, um, and he's good to go as well, too. So um, they got four damn near four all-star caliber players in LeBron, Anthony Davis. Obviously, you got at least two superstars, a former all-star, Andre Drummond, who's a rebounding machine, and Dennis Schroeder, who mm-hmm. can give you a 30 on any given night as well, too, if, he, if he's up for the challenge as well, too. Um, and then you got a red-hot Steph, who we just gave his flowers to who to me is should be considered for MVP um, and who to me is been the best player uh, this entire season. And I know his shoulder's is kind of hurting right now, but um, they've been playing one of the best, they've been one of the best defensive teams this year as well. To a lot of people don't really talk about that. So um, it's going to be crazy where this to me feels like that football type of environment where Steph just may be hot that whole game, and You can't do shit about it. You know what I'm saying? You can't do nothing about it. Um, and, you know, the late in the, their role players kind of just step up um, as well, too. So, those was one of those games where I kind of don't know where it's going to go. Um, I think it kind of – you kinda, you're kind of going to have to cut the head of the snake off and Steph Curry. So, if you can neutralize Steph, get the ball out of his hands as much as possible and force the other role players to play against you um, and to beat you, I think you're good. And then I know, you know, the Lakers played the Pacers and then last night, um, I um I think they played, I can't remember who they played last night. They played the Pelicans last night, even cool. though those teams weren't at full strength, it still looked pretty promising watching LeBron James, you know, look like himself relatively for the whole time of 80, look like himself and, and Andre Drummond seemed to be a little sure. bit more comfortable playing alongside those as well. And then, like I said, then the shooter came back. So Seems like the core is intact as well, too. So um, I think for the season series this year, the Lakers actually swept them the whole year. So March 15th, 128-97, even though Curry went for 27, didn't matter. February 28th, 117-91, and then – oh, actually, no, it wasn't a sweep. January 18th, um, it was 115-113. Steph went for 26 um, that game, but they only won by two points. So – very up and down. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, Wiseman's out as well, too. Uh, but the Lakers seem pretty, pretty re- relatively healthy. Uh, but what are your thoughts on who wins and why?
1: Uh, I'll give it to the Lakers, um, just because you got more people that can do r- worse damage to you than just uh, one person and, and Steph Curry. Uh, with world players aside, they are guys that can get it done um, on and off the bench, possibly. Um, and, you know, stuff's gonna damn have to put up 50 points, which he's capable of doing. Uh, <laughs> but I think the IQ, the size of the Lakers um, really gets you. Um, and they might play some decent defense on over there. I mean, on over the Lakers, the size and, you know, and everything in the Lakers really gets you. Um, and they might play decent defense, the Warriors. But I think uh, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be a hard matchup for a team with, uh, with that caliber, with that McCoo that can get it done. And, you know, with that, and the players that, you know, they're going right and LeBron James with that IQ, it's going to be a hard out. So I could see the Warriors in the, in the playing game to, you know, either they're going to keep the 8th seed or they're going to give it up rather than the Lakers losing that 7th seed. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with you.
0: Like, I'm not I know it's not a game 7 but I think LeBron and the Lakers are going to have a sense of urgency. Like I said, him and AD have been pretty banged up the entire year. So they're going to mm-hmm. want as much rest as possible as well, too. Because I think the Mm -hmm. players, like I said before, start Saturday. So if they play Wednesday, they at least have Thursday and Friday off to kind of prepare um, on who they're going to play, which would more than likely, if they win that game, be the Phoenix Suns, which I think they're more than capable of winning. And We'll talk about that a little later Mm -hmm. on this week. But I think LeBron and AD are just going to dominate. Steph go off or Steph don't go off. Um, They're either going to take the ball. His hands are going to be like, hey, you're going to beat us, but we're going to stay home to everybody else as well, too. So, um, I just think AD and Brown are going to just be too much for him. Um, and it's going to be probably one of those games where I can see, I mean, Steph been playing well all year, but I can see where this could be the game where he has a shooter slump. But um, like I said, they've been playing so well as well too. So, but the Lakers are at home. Yeah, I got the Lakers winning. Um, and I think the Lakers are just going to dominate from the start um Steph I think it's gonna be one of those games where the Lakers are dominating from the start and the the Warriors will will cut the lead down but it mm-hmm. won't be enough because the Lakers are gonna just make that one play where they just keep adding on and on and on so uh, I think That's it's true. gonna be exciting but I think the Lakers got this I think LeBron's just like yo let's get it so uh, I'm looking forward to those games uh, tomorrow and Wednesday as well, too. And um, hopefully our predictions are right. I think we, we pretty much um, agreed in every, in every game as well, too, finally. So uh, that's <laughs> going to be interesting as well, too. So, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that was our predictions for the playing game. And that was episode 108 of the season's show. You got any last words, Trade at XXIV? Um,
1: yeah, shout out to the whole Deep Creek basketball family. Shout out to Chesapeake. Uh, so on and so forth, and specifically, um, just the Booth family. We lost uh, an amazing uh, coach um, and and coach uh, Mark Booth um, recently. Um, he was former military, uh, really. Just you know, if you believe in God or you believe, you know, whatever you believe in, he was a a man of God and uh, somebody that was always there for you when you needed him. Uh, somebody that was a teacher. He was a teacher. He was a coach. He was a father. Uh, stuff like that. Um and, you know, some of the memories that I have with him is just him being dedicated and commitment to our development, whether it be on the court or off the court. It was like on Saturdays he's the coach that's gonna open up the weight room for us. Or he's gonna go, he's gonna help us. He's gonna we're gonna run the stadiums. He's gonna be right there sitting do it with, with us and coming down the stretch. Um coach Booth, he was like on like oxygen and stuff like that. But he was still going around and like just doing the thing. So a testament that um, you know, if you're not alien, it's a blessing. Um, and if you are alien, um if you have life in your lungs, it's a blessing. Um, so so we, we got what with a hard one. Um, but at the same time, he was the person that uh was always about the mission and about the purpose and about pouring into. Um and once, you know, he, he things transpired, um, he was totally fine with you know what he had done here because he had poured into, he had Lived his purpose. he had Um, just showed us so many ways and grown so many young men and just so many kids within Deep Creek or in Chesapeake area and so on and so forth. Um, with even as church, um, that you know they took and everybody say, oh, not nah, Coach Booth. You know, he affected my life and so on and so forth. And one of the charges, I got a chance to kind of you know speak with him. Won't go into the details, but speak with him. Uh. In, in the last few months and like weeks or whatever like that um and really one of the charges is you know was you know do what you need to do not to hype, you know walk in purpose you know uh and, and he did that by example and I can only you know do that and we can only do that you know whether you actually know them or you know you just hearing this podcast or you know you just every day whatever like that you can only you can only do that uh, you know with your life going forward you know that purpose uh pour in do something for somebody else you know uh and, and feel good about doing it and just really be there you know somebody needs to be a helping hand you know somebody needs if you have the time and availability you know go sit with those kids and, and walk through that and you know be. Esteem and pristine and present for somebody's development um, because it might not feel like it at the time, but for them, it's going to speak leaps and bounds. And um, that's, that's a legacy. That's forever. You know what I'm saying? So um, we love you coach Booth and family, um, but, but really just shout out to him and and shout out to everybody um, that's searching for a purpose and have, and has the heart to pour into others. That's all I got. For sure.
0: Yeah. No extra comments needed, man. You heard the boy himself. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 108 of The Caesar Show. Make sure to subscribe on all major platforms at The Caesar Show, at TradeXXIV, at Sir Caesar's. And on that note, we out. Peace.